Hello and welcome to Habemus Papam, episode 147, Gregory VI. Dear brothers and sisters, Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis. Annuncio Vobis Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Gaudium Magnum. Habemus Papam. Hey everyone, with today's Pope, we start the second gap in the term of Benedict IX. Our Pope today was born John Gratian. We know very little about his early life, and when we first meet him, he's the Cardinal Archpriest of the Church of St. John at the Porta Latina. He was known to be an upstanding and holy man. He practiced fully his promise of priestly celibacy, and in general, he was looked up to in Rome as someone who was worthily living out his priesthood. He was the godfather of Benedict IX, and if you remember from two weeks ago, he was personally involved in Benedict's resignation from the papacy. Now, the story, to refresh you, goes like this. Benedict IX wanted to get married, but he needed to resign the papacy to do so, so he went to John Gratian for advice on what to do. And John apparently said, you should totally resign. You're a terrible pope. It would be much better for the church universal if you resigned. Benedict apparently mentioned that he might need some money to help him resign, And John agreed to the transaction, giving him 1,000 or 2,000 pounds of gold to resign and go get married. Now, this is the story, but it's possible that it's bound up in a larger negotiation between the two competing families at the time, the Tuscolani and the Crescenzi, and that the personal interaction between Benedict and John Gratian was just one part of a larger struggle between these two families for control. Some sources say that Benedict then promised John Gratian in writing that he would succeed him as pope rather than hold an official election. Or as part of these larger negotiations between these two families, John Gratian's ascendancy to the papacy was assured as well. Somehow in the machinations between the two families, they agreed, okay, Benedict's out of here and we'll allow John Gratian to be pope. Regardless of how it happened, Benedict resigned on May 1st, 1045, and John Gratian was consecrated Pope Gregory VI shortly thereafter. And the good guys in the church at this time were really happy with the result. Gregory VI was a good man, a known reformer, and he was not a scandalous pawn of the Tuscolani family. St. Peter Damien, who is one of the foremost reforming monks at the time, wrote a letter to the Pope stating, I give thanks to Christ, the King of Kings, most reverend Lord, that I who am aflame with thirst to hear nothing but good things of the apostolic see should now in the company of many well-wishers drink a generous toast to our great deeds. To be sure, the imbibing of such sweet news has restored my mental digestion so that my spirit within rejoices and my tongue straightway proclaims this song of praise, glory to God in the heights of heaven and on earth peace to men of goodwill. St. Peter Damien continues, May the dove presently return to the ark and with fresh olive leaves announce the recovery of peace on earth. May we now restore the golden age of the apostles and under your discreet leadership may ecclesiastical discipline be revived. Gregory surrounded himself likewise with other reforming men, and it's at this point in the story that we get to introduce one of the most pivotal characters in this entire 264-episode series. When Gregory was merely John Gratian, he had been the tutor of a Roman monk named Hildebrand. And we will give more of his backstory later, but at this point in history, Hildebrand was a zealous, active, and reforming young monk whose love of God and desire for justice and an end to corruption in Rome truly impressed his teacher. And when he was elected Pope, Gregory brought Hildebrand up with him, giving the title of Capellanus and entrusting him to protect the holy sites in Rome, especially St. Peter's, and to try and root out the violence and the corruption that was found in even these most sacred places. 
But if you remember from past episodes, Gregory's time as Pope will be short because there was a problem of how he became Pope. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a reformer. Yeah, we like him a lot. He sounds awesome. But it sure looks like he bribed Benedict to gain the papacy, which is a textbook case of the great crime of simony, which everyone has been railing about who is a reformer. And so Gregory's legitimacy is super shaky. Benedict at the same time decided that he had made a mistake and he began to work to reclaim his papal authority. And likewise, Sylvester III still had all, held on to his claim to the papacy. And so there's this total mess in Rome that's brewing, despite how good of a guy Gregory is. So in 1046, Henry III of Germany came to Italy to deal with the situation and he called a synod at Sutri. Gregory appeared in person and he was investigated regarding how his election happened. And though he pleaded his case, he eventually resigned the papacy on December 20th, 1046. And that same day, he was succeeded by the Archbishop of Bamberg, who will become Pope Clement II. Gregory was put in prison for simony and then exiled to Cologne, and his young monk collaborator Hildebrand went with him. Now, Gregory almost comes back into the story in 1047 when Clement died. People proposed that Henry III get Gregory re-elected as Pope to succeed Clement II, but instead Henry chose someone else, and that's good because Gregory died most likely sometime around 1047 in Germany, and we're not sure where he was buried. He was succeeded, as we mentioned before, by Clement II, and we will discuss his brief pontificate next week. Thanks for listening to Habemus Papam. You can check out the rest of the Catholic Bites podcast at catholicbitespodcast.com, or you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Please subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend of yours. Thank you, and God bless you. <laughs>